So good morning, everybody. We hope you're well-rested. And um, perhaps getting a little bit into the groove of being here and the schedule. This is our second full day. And before offering some instructions that kind of continue building on last, yesterday's instructions, um, just want to invite you to see if it's possible and helpful to have a playful attitude in meditation. When I got to this country, I heard the word work a lot. <laughs> like, I've heard pe- people say, I have to work on my compassion practice or working on my forgiveness. And that particular word, work, can have that attitude of needing and having to do something. And that can also creep into our practice. And um, having had the privilege of hanging out with a lot of four-year-olds right now in this stage of my life, I really see that playing is the way for learning to happen. If you look at children when they play, in that particular moment, to me, I'm assuming they feel safe. And they can feel vulnerable. And just to kind of as an inspiration, once I was teaching a course at BCBS, and one of the participants gave me this little article on playfulness that always is helpful for me to hear. It's called, Maybe It's Time to Learn from Four-Year-Olds. And I'll offer you two sets of stats. And please take them with a grain of salt, but I like them. So compare some of these stats. Four-year-olds laugh 400 times a day, (laughs) test 90% creative, live in the moment, ask why, express emotions, are risk-takers, and have fun. Okay, now the adults. (laughs) Laugh one time a day, (laughs) test 10% creative, Live in the future and past. Stop asking why. Pretend we don't have emotions. And are risk avoiders. And the the article kind of sums it up. It says four-year-olds are creative, laugh, enthusiastic, honest emotionally, okay not knowing, and vulnerable, okay with being vulnerable. So perhaps if this might work for you during the course of the day, maybe having that sense of play, just like musicians. They don't work their guitars or drums. They play them. And not in a wishy-washy way. There's practice going on. Constantly each step showing up. But it has a different flavor. And so in today's instructions, we will like to offer you to really let awareness know other physical sensations that might arise. And offering you a meditation that could be helpful 
also to be with painful physical sensations. And a key aspect in this particular meditation will be on another aspect of experience called the feeling tone. And Bonnie mentioned that last night as well. Just for example, if you bring awareness right now to the body, perhaps using that framework Joseph offered to frame that experience, there is a body. What's the general feeling tone? Does it feel pleasant right now? Is there a flow of pleasant sensations co-arising with the bodily sensations? Just having a look. Or maybe there's a flow of unpleasant feeling tones. Or perhaps it's a little bit in the middle. It's neither pleasant nor unpleasant. It's kind of a subtle aspect of experience, but it co-arises with every moment of contact the body has with physical sensations or mental sensations. And when we're not really aware of this feeling tone of either pleasant, neutral, or unpleasant, it can condition, as Bonnie was mentioning, a whole array of habitual responses. Unpleasant, pushing away, avoidance, resistance. Pleasant sensations, that sense of holding on, wanting more. And with neutral feelings, so often we can check out, start fantasizing. So this next invitation, Meditation will be an invitation to really also pay attention to the feeling tone of physical sensations. And these instructions are just another step of supporting the continuity of kind awareness. Keeping it quite simple, over the course of the week we'll also start offering very specific instructions on how to be with thoughts and emotions. But for now, to really kind of become interested in these physical sensations and their feeling tones that co-arise.
and allowing yourself to play. So we'll sit for about 40 minutes and then there'll be a period of time for some questions about your practice. Just for now, inviting you to find a comfortable position for the body. It's kind of the middle way between feeling alert and relaxed. And perhaps starting with sitting a little more upright than you'd usually do, kind of lengthening the spine. If you'd like, maybe even tuck in the chin in a little bit. to see if you can kind of relax into that posture a little bit. It can be helpful to start a meditation by checking if there's any tension in the body. is the jaw. What would it be like to loosen it a little more? And how about the mask of the face? Is it soft? I'm taking a moment to notice the shoulders, to feel them. Allowing the arms to be heavy, letting the shoulders hang down. Perhaps most importantly, the belly, so sensitive. Can you let the belly be soft? Just inviting relax, softening, loosening. Perhaps also acknowledging body parts you cannot relax or soften. And also perhaps taking a moment to notice the mind. What's the state of mind right now, its mood? 
Is it peaceful? <clears throat> Restless? Is it awake or sleepy? It's like this right now. See if you can meet these sensations with kindness, playful curiosity, and care. ready, see if that skillful means of there is a body works for you right now. It's kind of framing all these sensations in the body. as if you come home to the bodily sensations. There's a body. feeling tone is co-arising moment to moment right now with the bodily sensations. Is it a stream of pleasant or unpleasant or neutral? Or is it shifting from pleasant to neutral to unpleasant perhaps?
and then maybe anchoring awareness into an experience that you can easily feel. It could be the points of contact the body is making with the floor, chair, cushion. And to notice the feeling tone co-arising with that experience. Perhaps it's easier for you to feel the body breathe. And to allow this flow of the breath to be known by kind awareness. <clears throat> Feeling the rise and fall of the belly or the chest. Or the air touching the nostrils. What's the feeling tone of the experience of the body breathing right now?
Or maybe the best way to anchor awareness for you in this moment is to tune into sounds. Listening to sounds like you'd be listening to music without lyrics. perhaps playing by letting awareness know this subtle aspect of the feeling tone co-arising with sounds. There's a body, and it's sensitive to sounds. Inviting you now to open up to other sensations, physical sensations that might really call for your attention. The language language of the body, pulsing, vibrating, tingling, pressure. the feeling tone of these physical sensations as the body is sitting or standing.
constantly flowing. You're noticing the mind was kind of perhaps lost in thought or engaged in a lot of thinking. It's noticing that remembering of awareness. That means the practice is working. Every moment of remembering is a moment of awareness. have that option to perhaps start again with there is a body and connecting with sounds, breath or points of contact. And then if strong physical sensations present itself in the foreground, to become curious. to feel them. Playing with, finding out what's their feeling tone right now. Flowing.
You're never too late for the present moment. Allowing the mind to be as receptive and curious and kind as possible. There is a body. Especially when pain arises, this invitation to soften, to receive, allow perhaps, mind's not reactive, we can see the flow of these physical sensations. And the feeling tones that co-arise with it. receiving and allowing.
what physical sensations are in the foreground right now. How do these sensations feel? Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral? Can you meet these sensations and their feeling tones with kindness, with curiosity, with care, as best as you can, and letting that be good enough?
just another moment of transition. Just notice what's being known right now. Uh, Before inviting you to perhaps ask a question about your practice or today's instructions, I'd like to take a moment to um, introduce Sabra, who's going to um, offer mindful movements in the place downstairs from this hall. And I just want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself, Sabra. It's not long. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, great. Hello, friends. Hmm. Um, So... You might recognize me if you've been here before. Um, I'm a cook and have uh, been here for almost five years in that capacity. Um, And uh, this is a new way of being with you um, for me. So my background is, um, my training is in teaching yoga. Um, But what we'll be doing downstairs um, over this week is not yoga. Um, uh, We're calling it mindful movement. Um, A progression of really gentle um, movement that um, at its most basic uh, is an antidote um, and a relief from um, the extended sitting that you're doing in here from the gravity sinking uh, down. And um, also a coming into relationship um, with uh, the body, with our vehicle. Um, And an attuning with uh, the subtle body, um, the energy body. Um, It's accessible to all ages. And I will be providing an offering um, of guidance and of movement, but I really welcome you to come and do what works for you. Um, And if at any point um, something is not uh, serving your um, body or state, I really welcome you to do something different and be in the space with us. So... I think that's everything. Um, If you have more questions um, or any questions, um, you can just approach me before or after the uh, the session. All right. Um, Please bring a blanket, one of the gray blankets, if you remember, down with you. Um, That will just help uh, uh, for some of our sitting postures. All right. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you later. And also to please know that these, um, this offering by Sabre is optional. So if it feels better for the body sometimes, or all of the times, to do walking practice, then feel free to do that as well. So we just have a few moments um, for any questions about your practice, if any. Yeah? 
experiencing um, upper back pain, which seems to show up every time I'm on retreat. So this sitting, um, something you said, uh, helped me really shift towards relaxing into it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, uh, in light of how that seemed to help a little bit, uh, how to approach the balance between, let's say, sitting in a chair and continuing to sit on the cushion and sort of maybe even help whatever tension is there unwind mm -hmm. by changing my relationship to it. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so the comment was made, I hope everyone heard, that there was a little bit of a shift today in relating to the pain in the upper back. And also this question about, you know, when would it be good to maybe sometimes shift from sitting on a cushion into a chair? Um, to address the first thing, I think this is what inside meditation really is about, is to really kind of figure it out for yourself. Oh, all of a sudden, this approach is really working for me, and it's felt throughout the whole body, heart, mind system. And it's a pause also for a moment to really let that insight kind of settle because it be can become like a guiding principle and we can remember it in life as well when pain might arise again. So that's the first thing that I'd like to mention. And then the second thing, um, maybe it's because of all the Buddha statues that there's this sense of that seated this way is the way to go. And, you know, it, the Buddha taught in all, you know, all postures to be mindful of, even... I don't think he said swimming, though. If I was to kind of meet the Buddha, I was kind of like, what about swimming? Because that's, that's my, my uh, daily practice, mindful swimming. But I'm drifting off like the mind does. And then we pause and notice, oh, thinking happening. And I'm just for now coming back to these bodily sensations as I'm doing now, noticing cold hands. But check, really, like especially, you know, it's really okay to be with pain because it can be a great object of awareness. The mind wanders less when there's pain. And then to become interested, you like start to play with, how does it really feel? What feeling tone might arise with it? So that we start to see that pain is not one big block, but it's actually just as changing as flowing as the wind touching the face or the, the flow of the body breathing. However, if you feel the pain also kind of lingering quite a while after you've been sitting, and it's still there, especially it happened for me in the knees, then the suggestion would be to kind of play with finding a new posture for a while and maybe do one sit in a chair and just notice how that feels. So that we really hope that by the end of this retreat, when the retreat of life starts next week, that you can kind of really have this experience of being mindful in all postures, and all sitting postures as well. So I would really allow yourself some room to play with that, and to not force yourself to be on the cushion all the time. Mm-hmm. Say more. <laughs> so I decided today to move. And I set up a little space in the back with a chair and I'd sit on the floor. Yeah. And I felt no pain, but my mind began to chatter more than it had ever chattered, just like you said. So the pain was gone, 
But suddenly I had this, what is going on up there? I'm going back to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back to the chair mm -hmm. today, and you spoke to me about, I just am so grateful for everything that you said, because everything you said about relating to it kindly and gently, that was the way you said it, the tone of your voice, mm. adding the tone feeling and explaining what that was, helped me enormously, and I'm, I'm now fond of my chair. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's still the same chair, isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, you know, this practice is really about, we can't change what life throws at us, but but we have the power of relating to it. You know, that's where the power is. And the first step is just like Bonnie was saying yesterday, this ability to know, oh, it's like this right now. And what you can also play with is the bare attention element of mindfulness, really with the sensations. You know, the body speaks its own language, so really kind of let yourself feel these sensations. It's kind of beyond words, like feeling the pressure of your behind touching chair, cushion, bench, floor. Those sensations, when we feel them, it's beyond language. So that's kind of the bare attention aspect of mindfulness. And then we bring in, as Bonnie was mentioning, clearly knowing. And that has an element of also our intellect. Like, for example, clearly knowing, is this pleasant? Does this feel unpleasant? In between. So you're shifting from that bare attention level, sometimes to the clearly knowing level of, oh, it's like this. Same thing when the mind starts to kind of wander around, or race. And that becomes in the for that really is in the foreground of awareness. We can tune to like that flowing energy of these thoughts, but we can also clearly name it for a moment. Oh, racing minds here. Eh, how are you? Can I meet this racing mind sensations with kindness, curiosity, and care? And then for now at this stage, inviting you and encouraging you to gently then come back to that place that you can easily feel within that frame of there's the body. In a relaxed and receptive way, as much as possible. And I'm saying this also, I'm stressing this as well, as much as possible. Because sometimes it's not that possible. And we can be aware of that as well. Like, oh, not so kind right now. Not so receptive. It's like this. To really kind of embrace our are perfect imperfections. This is what we're studying, to, be, to feel what it's like to be human. So I'm aware of the time. Um, just, I have a few things I'd like to share, and also Bonnie will mention something. Um, we'll, st we'll start our group meetings today, so please check the bulletin board if you haven't already. And it actually starts at 9.40. I think on the bulletin board it might say 9.30. But we, we want to start at 9.40 so you can also mindfully kind of, if you have an interview, check if you need to use the bathroom. 
because group meetings are better on an empty bladder. <laughs> um, and then another thing is, um, so check if you have a group meeting, and if you do, then, then see if you, please don't sign up then for an, uh, an individual interview um, with Nakue or Jozen. So the individual interviews, the sign-ups, they're more for a day when you're not in a group interview. And, um, and then also I just wanted to pause for a moment. There's this beautiful moment for a lot of us when we come in or leave the room to take a moment to pay homage to the Buddha, maybe to take refuge, and to really allow people to kind of have their personal space when they do so even though your bladder might be full. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got to go. To really allow that person to kind of have their personal space and to be mindful externally that we're not um, bumping into them or whatever. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, uh, or we want to announce, all of us, the staff and the teaching team that we're going to start the affinity groups today. And uh, there is, if you want to know more about it, there's um, a rationale and reasons why we're offering affinity groups. I think in the packets that you got when you when you uh, arrived here for this retreat. So you could take a look at that. And uh, it's just a way to, um, you know, we have some allostatic load sometimes, and we don't even realize we have it. It's often very kind of unconscious attention that we have, uh, given whatever context that we're in. And, uh, you know, mindfulness is also a magnifying glass, so it's kind of blowing up things that, uh, personally, I don't understand half of it, what's going on, but... What we want to do is really just promote relaxation because insight, you know, one of the things that really promotes insight is relaxation. So we're offering two affinity groups. Uh, There's one at 2 o'clock for the LGBTQ, our queer relatives. That's at 2 o'clock. And one for uh, self-identified people of color at uh, the 615 sit. And uh, they're both in room 200 up the stairs. It's going to be in the welcome room. Oh, the welcome room. Okay, we've changed that. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be in the welcome room, which is right here next to the, uh, the um, place where we put our coats and shoes here. So it's right next door, the welcome room. So those will be, and those groups are only for silent meditation sitting. They're not a discussion group. Um, And, you know, one thing you might just, uh, if you decide that you want to go, it's totally voluntary, absolutely voluntary. You know, just whether that has an impact on your level of comfort and relaxation, it might be some interesting investigation. So please don't talk. And um, so maybe the first person that gets in or the person next to the bell can just ring the bell at the end of the sitting time. Okay, so um, I guess that's anything else about that? Yeah.
I love teaching. teaching. So Bonnie goes, do you want to ring the bell? <laughs> I do. You know, that's one of the coolest things about this. Get to ring a lot of bells. <laughs> so I really want to invite you into this quite beautiful and balmy day in Barrie, Massachusetts. And pause as much as you like. There's very few responsibilities. And uh, for the ones who have group interviews, we'll, we'll see you soon. And uh, have a really good day. <laughs>